What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Unsolicited Podcast with Sam and Jordan. I am Sam, joined alongside who else? Jordan. How Jordan. are you? Hello. <laughs> um, I one we have so much to get into today, but there's a story that I have been waiting all week to hear from Sam. Um, she just did her engagement photo shoot. Um, and she said, she was like, I have a story to tell you that's going to wait for the podcast. So I want to jump right into that because I have been eagerly waiting this story. We will get into that before we do. I'll just drop our socials down below, um, and our YouTube channel. So make sure to check us out there. Um, and yeah, I literally had one of the worst days of my life on Thursday. I know that's dramatic. It wasn't the worst day of my life. You looked Um, stunning. The dress was perfect. Thank you. Oh, I should also just say the fact that I'm wearing green and Jordan is wearing pink right now was not planned. No. We're just like natural born marketers for this podcast. It's aesthetically pleasing, but it was not planned. Anyway. Yeah. I had a green dress on like something similar to this color green. Um, So basically um, our pictures were in Central Park, which is way way uptown in Manhattan um I live on Staten Island it takes me a little bit of time to get into Manhattan depending on traffic which traffic was absolutely ridiculous I've never in my what life... time were you going so I had to be there by 6 15 I had to be like in the park by 6 15 yeah. I left my house at 4 15 two hours right you would think would be more than enough time to get to 72nd street in Manhattan. Cause normally when I was commuting into work originally, it took me like 35 minutes to get to work. Like it was not, I mean, granted we were in the Flatiron district, which is much lower Manhattan, but nonetheless, I was like two hours seems like enough. Uh, My fiance, Michael was already in the city working. So he was, I was going to meet up with him and then we were going to Uber like the rest of the way up. And my next door neighbor drives me to the bus stop. And I'm like, great, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm at the bus. I got all my stuff. I'm dressed, hair, makeup, whatever. The bus does not show up until 5 p.m. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I, and Michael's texting me and he's like, like, are you on the bus? And I'm like, the bus hasn't come yet. I am full blown and I am incredibly anxious about a lot of things. Lateness is like my biggest thing. I hate being late. So I get on the bus finally. It shows up at 5 p.m. I get on the bus. I'm texting the photographer. I'm like, listen, we're going to be a little bit late. I'm so, so sorry. Like, blah, 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 blah. The guy was super chill about it, by the way. Like, he was just like, whatever. Isn't so, this also your wedding photographer? He is my wedding guy, photographer, right? yeah. So he, and this is like our first, like we had met him um, earlier, but this is our first time like taking photos with him. So I'm like, okay. And like, I'm texting Michael. I'm like, are you dressed? Are you ready? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm ready. Like, just show up. And I'm like, okay. So I get, I get to him. He works on 27th street, um, on fifth Avenue. So I was like, okay. So we get to, I literally get off the bus at not a stop. Like we were stuck in traffic and I moved up and I was like, can I please get off the bus? And we're on like, 22nd street ish we were about to turn onto 23rd and I was like I need to get off this bus and she was like girl do your thing and she was like by the way she was so nice she was like you look amazing and I was like thank you can I please get off this bus please let me off <laughs> she was like, yeah I and I also like I brought my heels with me but I had my air force ones on like I had my sneakers on I book it five blocks like kid you not full sprint just weaving between people. I felt like a freaking running back. I was just like, mm, mm, mm. like what mil- movie is she filming yeah. right now? <laughs> I have like a bag. Like I'm like, I like wrapped it around my arm and I'm sprinting in my dress. Michael's texting me. He's like, I'm on the corner. I'm like, great. Call the Uber. So he calls the Uber. I'm literally sprinting. Finally, the Uber shows up at this point. It's six 15, right? Like it is six 15. I'm in the city and I'm like, we just have to get in the car and go uptown. It should take 15 minutes. It does not take 15 minutes. It takes 45 minutes. I didn't show up to my shoot until seven o'clock. So we lost 45 minutes of daylight. Oh. So And also like the sun is setting. Yeah, I'm no, and- watching the sunset. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have had a legit panic attack. 
I literally, I kid you not, I told Michael, I was like, I might need to go to the doctor after this because I think I gave myself an ulcer. Yeah, no. I'm literally, we were dead silent in the Uber. He was like afraid to say anything to me because I was literally head in my hands, elbows on my knees, bent over in the Uber. I'm like, I can't even see what what block we're on. We're like, we have to be up in the 60s by now. And I look up and we're in the 40s and I'm like. (laughs) No, I would be, I am so, I'm the same way. If I'm not 10 minutes early to something, I'm late. Like, and to the point where I get like exactly how you are like crippling anxiety. Like I can't breathe. I can't move. Like, so I know what you're feeling because my family is late to everything. Same. My friends are late to everything. And I should learn by now that like, because it's always okay. It always ends up okay. But like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. In the moment, I'm like, this is the worst possible thing that could ever be happening to me. Yes. It literally, it literally, again, we get there. The sun is still up like enough that we can get some photos. And our photographer was like super nice. He was like, I know you're frazzled, but like, let's just jump right into it. Like, and which also like made me happy. Cause I was like, I know day of wedding, he's yeah. going to chill. He like totally knows what he's doing. And I'm like, that makes me feel so much better. Um, but he does an amazing job with the time that we have. We had about a 40 minute shoot literally until the sunset. Like it got dark in the park and he was like, we can't do anything else. Yeah, this like, is- you did everything you could, <laughs> sir. Thank you so much. And I was also trying not to cry because one of two I have makeup on and Michael is trying so hard to like make me smile in these pictures and I'm like eh, eh. and he's like he's like come on it's fun like this and that and blah 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 and eventually I started to like loosen up and it got better but my god was I like I, I was like I cannot believe this I can't believe this is happening I left my house at 4 15 and I didn't get up to Manhattan until 7 p.m. No, like, that's insane. That sounds like my average commute, which should not have been your commute. Yeah. And the thing was, too, so my next door neighbor, she works in the city on 72nd Street, but on the other side of Manhattan. So she oh, was wow. like, I should have just driven you. She was like, it took me like an hour and 15 minutes to get to work. And she says that it it doesn't normally take her that amount of time. Yeah. And I was like, when I tell you, I was like, and my my parents are texting me and they're like, how did it go? And I'm like, I just want to go we were hungry. We both had a pee. So it was just, and so literally Michael's just like, I just need food. And we ended up going to like a, a wing place. And I was just like, just give me every piece of chicken that you have in this facility. Uh, that's what I need right now. That's the only thing that's going to make me feel any better about this. Did you get to see, like, did he show you any of the pictures? Do you think no, there's not really, but he did say he was like, these are actually coming out like really great. Like I just I need bet they're gorgeous. I need one good picture. Yeah. Which in 40 minutes, you guys definitely, you and Michael photograph so nicely together, like consistently. So I'm not worried. He is the most photogenic man I know. He is because I feel like he's just so natural that like Mm -hmm. it, the camera, like it works very, very well. I'm going to insert a picture of him and it's going to be like the ugliest (laughs) picture anyone's ever seen. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's my father. We also share our birthday. <laughs> yes, Jordan and Michael have the same birthday, which is amazing. Yeah, but anyway, no. so that was my Thursday evening. So, and it no, took me I, all day to get ready. No, I I understand exactly what you were going through. Completely different scale because it wasn't my, I'm not engaged. It wasn't an engagement photo shoot. But on my birthday, me and my friends, now, like I said, my friends are consistently, consistently late. So I, we made the reservation for 745 and I was like, cool, I'll tell everyone it's 730. So we get there right around 745. That wasn't even enough. I told my friends the reservation was for 730. The restaurant's about 20 minutes away. They showed up at my house at 728 and like, the re- the reservation was for 7:45. We were still late. We called the restaurant. We were like, we are not going to make it. So I told my friends that the reservation was for 7:30. The reservation was actually 7:45, and we still had to push the reservation back to 8:15. We were That's not getting there. So- 745 reservation, you got to tell them seven. Yeah, That's no, I, I I lived and I learned. And like I said, the restaurant on, like I always, I'm like you. That's why I was telling this because like I lo- I felt my body shutting down. I was like, oh my God, the restaurant's going to ban me from ever coming back because I'm late to my 
Friday night scenario. reservation in Collingswood, New Jersey. <laughs> Everyone was like, no one cares. Like, even if we, like, we probably don't even, it's not like it was like a five-star restaurant in the city. Like, it's just, a, and, but like, I don't know. My dad knows the owner. I was like, I don't want to be disrespectful, but yeah. I'm having like a full on, you literally see it in my face. I shut down and all my friends, my friend at Cell, I literally say, I want to make enough money one day to where I can hire her to just like, like pay her such a good salary to just follow me around and be my manager assistant. Cause she does such a good job of just like keeping me in check. And she looks yeah. at me, she was like, I see you shutting down. It's your birthday. Every, she was like, this is not a big deal. Like everything is going to be fine. She called the restaurant and was like, we're going to be late. Is that okay? What time do we have to get there by? And the guy on the phone goes, oh, I'm so glad we just had a party and they stayed way longer than we thought. We weren't going to be cleaned up by your reservation anyway. Can you please come at 8.15? And everyone, because at that point I was being like birthdayzilla. Like I was like. Fair. I was like, okay. we're going to be so late. Like you could see the anxiety like radiating off of me. And then everyone just looked at me and was like, see? And yeah. I was like, still, we You're shouldn't like, be late. Like <laughs> you all got lucky. You yes. all got lucky yes. with that. that yeah, literally... no, so I, I fully understand the being late anxiety. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's not fun. And talking about birthday Zilla last year on my birthday, I woke up with a, with a scratchy throat and I just ignored it. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Um, also I just realized that I didn't have my mic on. <sighs> So I'm glad you can still hear me. Am I like reverberating? I can hear myself. No, you honestly sound. I had no idea that your mic wasn't hooked up. Yeah, I literally just looked. I was like, I should check. I did not check if my mic was on, but all right. It sounds fine now. No, it does. We're good, right? Yeah, okay. honestly sound great. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, last year on my birthday, I went to a karaoke bar in the city and I was like, I don't have a sore throat. No, I don't. No, I don't. And then I broke down um on the Staten Island ferry and I just started sobbing and I was like what if I have COVID turns out I did have COVID but I didn't give it to anybody <laughs> yeah well that's the important thing yes it was a good time good times but yeah my so last my story yeah well I'm glad you got there and I'm sure you have plenty of pictures that are like beyond perfect and I cannot wait to see all of them yes hopefully we've got about three weeks before they come in so okay <sighs> Well, welcome to episode two of the Unsolicited Podcast. <laughs> Long story short, Sam and I both up. can't be late. <laughs> We're just catching up too. Like this is Jordan and I just talking for the first time since last Tuesday. No, literally. For the, for the most part. Um, but yeah, I am. Where Where would you like to start? We have a couple of things planned. I feel like we should start with draft talk. I, I agree. I think okay. it's draft week, baby. Like it's let's freaking draft week i love this for us so go I, go ahead you you take it away well i just want to say one thing about nfl draft season i think especially like mock draft believers and like truthers like die on the hill that like their mock draft is like theme i think it's absolutely and like i do them but like i posted one where i was like here's like my mock like first couple picks and someone was like well this is gonna happen and i was like you're absolutely right it could fucking happen. Like, yeah. I'm not set. Like, the mock draft season is just so unbelievable to me because it's literally living in a pure delusion. And it's like, I think this is going to happen. Listen. And once this happens, and like, you could be right, but you could be so wrong. And people get so offended if people disagree or like have another take. And it's so funny because once one pick goes out of order, the whole thing, it's, it's not like gone. one can be like the whole thing is done. Um, it's like a March Madness bracket. Like you're never going to get it perfect, but yeah, no, I just think it's funny because I like love seeing all like the tense, like, no, I'm right. I, I believe, I know that the Texans are going to pick this guy. And it's like, it's like, no, you don't, you literally don't know. <laughs> and we, we are on the same page with mock drafts too. It is literally, I'd rather like pluck all of my eyebrow hair off of my hair than do you know, a mock draft. I cannot stand it. And it takes so much out of me. And then I'm like, okay, how many of these did I actually get right? 10? The one, one, literally the one year where me and Sam, what was it? Not last year, the year before. It was the year before. Yeah. We did like a full, we were like, let's try it. Mm -mm. 
Mm-hmm. I wanted to die. And I put so like I put days literally of like, like research. Like researching and, yes. And I literally the night of the draft, I was looking at it and I was like, oh my God, I just wasted 72 hours of my life and exactly 30,000 tears. Um that on a draft that you could throw out by like the third pick (laughs) yeah and like I mean you think about something like like what happened last year how are you going to predict that the Eagles are picking up AJ Brown in the middle of the draft you don't you don't you You just don't and like there's so many like just like trades like in the moment I mean the Eagles are very like I mean we've made trades like right around our pick the last two years um so there are teams that are like volatile and like definitely move around and you just don't know what's going to happen on draft day. So I think they're fun. Like I like participating in like mock draft light. Where I'm like, yeah, like this guy's going to go here. And if he does, yeah. but like, I'm not like live or die by any mock draft. No, I'm all for, <clears throat> if I don't die, <laughs> I'm all for like, here are three guys that I think this team is going to take for like every team. And it's like, I don't know. I just think that's a more realistic way of going about it. Yeah, it's it's very I I'm like if you like that, cool. Yeah, that no, I'm not hating. But I literally just don't. I just don't get it. No. As a football girly, just don't get it. No. It's, uh, um it's But yeah, no. So what? Now that we're so like we're not going to do a mock draft, but like what are your expectations? <laughs> <laughs> what are my expectations? But, so give me your predictions. Give me your picks. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I literally, I feel like I've, this is the most disconnected I've ever been from the NFL draft, like, in my entire life. Um, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, like, top two. And then I think, my my bold prediction, though, is that the, the Cardinals trade down. That's, like, my, the thing that I've, like, been thinking about this whole time is that they're not going to stay at three. They're going to trade down. And then somebody's going to trade up for Anthony Richardson. That's, like, yeah. my bold prediction. So, I agree. I 100% agree. Um, however... It's not like I've actually the last couple of days I've been doing because I felt I also felt disconnected and I was like, okay, like I don't want to feel this way going into the draft. So I was like, let me like read a bunch of articles and I was like reading and from what I'm gathering and like anyone who's like a legit like draft expert can tell me otherwise. But the vibes that I'm getting around this draft is like it's very chaotic and it's Mm -hmm. like a team could do this, but they could also easily do this, which is like the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And I feel like normally we get a good feel for at least like the first one to three picks, but like the Panthers, I mean, traded up for number one overall at first, it was like easily Bryce young. Then it was like a hundred percent CJ Stroud going first. Now it's looking like Bryce young again. I genuinely think it's going to be Bryce young, but like if they do pick CJ Stroud, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be like, because they, they went back and forth. Like there was talk about it. And so I think the fact that we don't even know who like the guaranteed number one overall pick is, I think that sets the tone. Cause it's like, all right, if you don't even have like a set number one, then what the fuck is going to happen up until 32. And then also I'm seeing a lot that the Texans one are considering trading two are considering not taking a quarterback at all. Um, and if that happens, okay, then I, I don't even know what to expect. And I've seen like, I should have like written down sources. So I sounded like I didn't just pull this out of thin air, but you know, I've seen a lot of talk that like Texans are not set on taking a quarterback. And then you have the Cardinals. Like what if the Cardinals go rogue? I mean, I get, they just paid Kyler Murray, but like you never freaking know. Like Panthers take, I don't know. I just feel like this draft could get really chaotic. I'm not going to put conspiracy theories, but I feel like this draft could get super chaotic. Yeah. Um, And it just sets up mayhem. Yeah. I mean, that's what we love about the NFL draft. It's yeah. just, you th- that's the whole thing is that you don't know what's going to happen. And when things start to happen, you're like, <sighs> trades start happening and everything. And like, you know, I, I full blown said, I was like, I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to get traded on draft night. Mm-hmm. Like we yep. were going to be yep. approaching pick 13. And then they were going to be like, oh, by the way, Aaron to the New York. And we were going to be like, ah. but then they were just like, oh no, let's do it on a Monday afternoon. That was the most random thing ever. I literally was sitting in my mom's house and I got the notification. And I was like, right now? I was like, this is happening right now? Like, after all this time? Thing. I swear, Aaron Rodgers was just like, you know what? Today's the day. Today's the day. Yeah. yeah. Like, he woke up in the dark and was like, you know what? Turn a light on. Did turn a light on. 
I was like, you know what? It's time. <laughs> because it, honestly, again, if it didn't happen by the draft, there was a very good chance it didn't happen at all. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, they're only, I mean, th- you know, they don't want to roll with Zach Wilson. And like, if they didn't get this deal done, I mean, granted, they could have gone for Lamar, but I think post-draft, this gets really, really complicated. Um, so I'm glad they got it done. I'm glad that I had um, years and years of prep leading up to Aaron Rodgers getting yeah. traded. Um, because three years ago, if you told me he wasn't going to be a Packer anymore, um, I-, I wouldn't have made it. Um, two years ago, sore subject would have sent me into a downward spiral Last year, I was more accepting, but I still wasn't fully ready. Yeah. Um, and then this year, I was like, it's time. It's time. It's yeah. um, so I feel like, you know what? Maybe he did it for me. He said, you know what? I- I'm going to tease this for years and years. And then so by the time it's happening, Jordan's totally okay with it. So, And you know what? I think you are. I think you're handling it very well. Thank you. No, I didn't cry. I was like, great. Like, let's go. I'm ready. You know, It's weird because I fully accepted the fact that the Packers did not treat him in the way he deserved as a player. Like he was like blatantly like, okay, I want this to happen to better this team. And they just completely disregarded him for like years and years. And so I understand. I mean, granted, I mean, he's a character. (laughs) He's Aaron Rodgers. That's an understatement. Yeah. Yeah. But, but. I still think he did so much for them and I, they definitely did him dirty. So I'm excited. What are your thoughts? Do you think the jets have officially become Super Bowl contenders with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I think that they're definitely up there. I think they make the playoffs. I think they make their way through. I'm interested to see if Aaron's going to be able to, you know, seal the deal. We haven't been able to see him do that the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. also different team, different players, different organization, I am very excited, honestly. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think that with Brees coming back healthy, uh, you know, Garrett Wilson, that defense, I think it's going to be a completely different. And Alan Lazard. He has Alan Lazard on that team. So I'm a familiar face. I wouldn't be surprised if Cobb somehow gets to the Jets. Um, they, I feel like they would work a way to get a veteran receiver into the mix. Um, I'm very excited. I'm, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And he changed his number. Yeah, you see that? he's eight now because eight. That was a college number because Joe Namath's was 12 mm-hmm. and he didn't want to take that number from him. So, no. you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I definitely want an Aaron Rodgers Jets jersey. I, I haven't want one, too. Yeah. I don't know if I want black or green or white. white. <laughs> I think I might go for a white. I know Fire. it's going to be interesting. I think the main thing is, I mean, that division is. To see a Rodgers versus Allen two times a year is going to be, like, the highlight of my life, honestly. I know. I know. For sure. And Josh Allen, I mean, uh, he's going to be – this is a prelude to what's coming later in the show. Uh, you know what? No, I'm not going to ha- – we're going into a segment later in the show of yeah. NFL players and their current Taylor Swift eras. Yes. Um, and, and we'll get into Josh Allen talk then. But going back towards – the NFL draft. We are going to be together for the yes. NFL draft. So there's a lot. Now, last year, we've consistently done like live streams together during drafts the past couple of years. This is the first time that we're actually going to experience it together. Yeah, um, last year, Giants drafted very, very well. So well. So well, which was like, I don't want to say rare, but like. Well, we have a new GM. So, yeah. it was, you know, an actual competent human being doing things so what what pick did the giants have they had five and seven and they took cave and then evan neal no where are they this year 25 okay oh because we were good (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) yeah baby we made the playoffs you beat us to smithereens but we got there (laughs) and we made the super bowl and somehow are still at 10 because howie is Howie, do you yes. remember a couple years ago when I was like, I'm going to burn Howie Roseman's house to the ground? And now you love him? And now I love him. Now I want to just preserve him. That's called just, character development. It is character development. Me and Howie both both grew up. You know, I'm excited. I'm excited for the draft. We're going to be putting out a bunch of content. We're going to have a full planning session. 
Um, and we're going to get a bunch of great stuff out for you guys. So very exciting. Definitely excited about that. Um, now I want to get into NFL players and their Taylor Swift era. I was going to say, I'd love to get into this segment with you. I am so excited about this. So this started because last week I had like one glass of wine, three glasses of wine. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I can't remember what reminded me of it, but I think I was listening to Taylor Swift and I was like, holy fuck. Like this is Josh Allen right now. Because as you know, if you listen to episode one, Josh Allen's going through a hasty, hasty breakup. One happy birthday, Britt, today. Happy birthday. Today we're recording. It's her birthday. HBD. She's 27. We're the same age. Put that, let's just put that out on the table. Me and Brittany Williams are the same age. That's That's fun. Freaking crazy. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, Oh, yeah. So I made a TikTok um, of Josh Allen and his current Taylor Swift era. And I texted Sam and I was like, we, we need to dive deeper into this. And so Sam thought of the idea. We're going to go through each Taylor Swift album and we're going to reveal a player that we think <laughs> fits that current album. I'm very excited. So we're going to go in order, right? We'll start with Taylor Swift. Yeah, debut, we'll start with debut. And end um, with all right, you, you go first. And we'll go I go first? Oh, no. Okay. Um debut who do i have for debut ah okay starting off strong somebody we both love debut i have justin herbert gives off little fairy vibes little happiness little country little country boy you know you know like chilling i also wrote like little songs to go along with it for each album just so like i was like this is where i got the inspiration from so i was listening to stay beautiful and i was like oh Justin Herbert would like listen to this in the background of his home and like be petting his cat and playing Catan with like his friends. Like that would be a brisket on the grill. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's very like innocent and very countryish and everything. So Justin Herbert is my debut Taylor Swift album. Okay. We're so different. Yay. (laughs) I love that for us. Are you ready for that? For her debut, I have Malik Willis. Where did that come from? I have an explanation. So, I mean, granted, it's draft time. I was a hardcore. I am a hardcore. A hardcore Malik Willis. Malik Willis truther. Um, I wanted the Steelers to take him. I was floored when they took Kenny Pickett. I think they did the right thing. Um, <laughs> looking back in hindsight, but in the moment, I was distraught. Um, Tennessee Titans take Malik Willis. So I was like, oh my god, he's in Tennessee. It's his country era. Fair. Um, and he came out and it wasn't his best. He was young. He was testing the waters. And it felt like a place in this world to me because okay. I had very, and like, this isn't anything. I love debut. I think debut is a great album, but you could tell it was her first. Like you, you see the growth from album to album. So Malik Willis in his country era in Tennessee gets debut for me because he he came out of the gates and I I'm my hope um is that he just keeps getting better and better um that's very fair I love that <laughs> I really do as someone who's actually physically seen Malik Wills play in person when they came in for the Bills game when I was in Buffalo um when they took all their starters out Malik Wills came out and I was like I'm Malik Willis! And then- I, th- I was like so excited for you um <laughs> And then he was just like, and I was like, oh, no, no, that was every time, every time he hit the field this season. I was like, please don't make me look bad. Um, But I still love him. I still he was a rookie. Um, I still have faith. I'm not giving up yet. Um, I love that. So Justin Herbert and Malik Willis are in their debut eras. Love that for us. I'm excited for Fearless because you told me that I'm going to be very surprised to hear yours. I wonder if you're going to be surprised to hear mine. No, I'm um, very curious. In his fearless era, just got paid, just got money, getting better, Daniel Jones. And I'm going to say, you belong with me because he should stay in New York forever. And I love him very dearly. And I will forever be a Daniel Jones truther. And I can see him spinning around in a very sparkly dress and living his best life. <laughs> no, I love that um no honestly that makes a ton of sense I right part um mine is a wide receiver <laughs> word um i have amon ross st brown in his fearless era really i do because you know going into 
season number three, yeah. kind of, I mean, he came out rookie season, felt like change. It's like these things will change, kind of came out, just kind of took over. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a big Amon Ross St. Brown fan. Um, and I just feel like Fearless is like kind of like that unhinged, I'm young, I'm doing whatever I want to do Fair. era. Um, I mean, Fearless Taylor, like interview was absolutely terrifying. Um, and I feel like Amon Ross St. Brown just gives me those vibes. Like he is fearless right now. Um, I love that. Yeah. So that's why you were going to be like, what? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. we are, we are over two with people. I thought you were going to pick for this. So we're like, it's going good. It's going good. Um, speak now, which I have was, took me a very long time. Speak now is my favorite favorite taylor swift album Mm -hmm. um like for like forever i love speak now big speak now girly um took me a while to figure this out and i was like i need to give it to someone who like deserves it Mm -hmm. and i was thinking and i'm thinking it's my one person who technically isn't in the league anymore but i I know you're gonna give me a pass on it um tom brady long live tom brady he lived out his the last of his career he did everything that he could he fought the dragons with tampa bay he went out there and put it all out on the field for the patriots got them all these super bowls he's doing amazing he is one of the best football players in the universe hence speak now is one of the best albums in the universe tom brady is my speak now in his speak now era and now he's just gonna be like ah you know he's gonna get a kitten for his daughter and go to his niece's softball games at ucla and live his best life so that's who i have for speak now no that i think is perfect another character development us falling in love with tom brady who would have thought the second Not me. <laughs> yeah, no 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 no. when he went to tampa bay i was like what is happening to my insides i was like rooting for him and like you know what it was the creamsicle shirt it was it was the creamsicle shirt and he looked good he was tan he was drunk creamsicle shirt that's when it happened for me no that's because that whole year his first year in tampa i was like no way no way he's gonna go here bring this team to the super bowl um and then he did and he won and i was like fuck you and then i saw the super bowl celebration and that's when i was like you know what i can't hate him (laughs) the next year i was rooting for him he retired i got so sad for 40 days yes for 40 days i was like I just started liking you and you're just going to fucking leave. Then I started rooting for him and then he came back and then he wasn't that great, but, <laughs> but he's still Tom and I still love him. We love Tom. Um. All right. So I put Justin Herbert in his speak now era. I still love that. Yeah. I no, I thought, that. and like going off the same vibes that you said for debut, kind of like that princess enchanted vibe. It's a contract year. He's going to come out. He's going to make a statement. Yeah. This was the only album that she wrote by herself. Justin Herbert's going to come into the 2023 season, get it done. He's going to get paid. Speak now, baby. You are fucking enchanted. Bolt up bolt the fuck up that's indeed we need to put that on a t-shirt literally (laughs) (laughs) um i freaking love herbie my god okay we're on we're on red red okay this is like when it starts to get interesting right um i have two people for red okay mostly because one player i have i have two albums for okay i could not decide all right my first person that's in red that's like this is the only album i have for him is derrick henry okay derrick henry i'm i feel like he's angry i feel like he's ready to show up and show out and like people are kind of you know remember when red came out and everybody was just like what is this girl doing why is she doing pop ba 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 like all this stuff and everybody was just like this isn't the same taylor swift and we were like no it's not it's gonna get better and I feel like Derrick Henry is in that same thing where he's just like, people are putting me down. I didn't have like this like amazing MVP season last year. But you know what? I'm still freaking Derrick Henry and I'm going to do what I got to do. So that's who I have for Red. But my other person, specifically a specific song, is Aaron Rodgers because he's beginning again. And I think that he... Because Red is like, it has an angry side, right? Which is our Derrick Henry side. But it also has this very soft and like rebirth side and Aaron Rodgers is coming out into the world and he's like 
here I am. I'm beginning again. You know, the Packers didn't know he, they, they never made me laugh, you know, or they didn't think I was funny, but you know what? New York does. New York never did. (laughs) Did you see the clip of her at, she sang it like a couple nights ago and she was like, he never did. We were like, oh, Taylor. You know, I'm like really, really, um, I was a Joe like fan. Like, oh my God. And the Joe always was. Can Joe fight because Taylor's so hot and we were all going to fight Joe for Taylor. Now, after hearing her sing that version of Begin Again, I want to know if Joe can fight because I want to beat the yeah. shit out of him. There's no whatever way. he did to her for making her sing Cold As You, You're Not Sorry, Begin Again with the He Never Did. <laughs> I I can't take it. Um, But no, I think those are extremely valid for Red. Thank Mine, you. I went a little like to the T just because Red was such a breakup album and this quarterback um, like allegedly going back to this is the allegedly podcast went through a breakup back in January had this like quick rebound girlfriend Dak Prescott oh I think he is entering his red era there's a lot of questions He, he got the contract we know that but there's still a lot of questions of if he can take the Cowboys to the next level. Went through a breakup this offseason. Now you have Jalen Hurts in the division. Highest paid player in the NFL right now. I mean, Eagles are coming off a Super Bowl appearance. Um, and I just think it's going to be like an angsty season from Dak Prescott. And I don't know what version we're going to get. I don't know if he's going to be angsty like on it. We're going to see the best of Dak. Or if it's going to be that like timid kind of like treacherous kind of vibe mm. um but i think we're gonna get one or the other so Dak prescott is in his red era facts he sure is i love that all right 1989 1989 who do i even put down for this oh this one is a little bit specific uh for me um i put darren waller is in his 1989 era because welcome to new york baby we're here we are ready we are so like he's gonna come out and be like strutting down the field like you got that James D J dream like and I'm gonna be like <sighs> I'm gonna lose my mind for Darren. What Waller. if? Oh my God! What if Darren Waller gets a touchdown and does the Harry Styles style dance in the end? So I would that I would disintegrate. That's like both of my niche personalities just like completely combining. I would simply. This podcast would be over. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd be six feet in the ground. Yeah, no, forever. We'd, we'd both be under one tombstone. Under one. <laughs> and it would say Darren Waller style. Here, here lies Sam and Jordan. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Darren Waller's in his 1989 era. He's about to pop off and pop out and be like, I wish you would, baby. Do it. I wish you would. Uh. Um, no, going back to the Josh Allen talk, I had to put Josh Allen here after my TikTok the other day that sparked all of this. I mean, it's just, it's, and obviously it's not New York City, but still, Bill's New York team, that post-breakup, um, I, I think he's got a lot to prove this season because, I mean, like, I know how good he is. You know how good he is. He has a lot of doubters. And 100%. now- the breakup, the long hair, the hair change is all you needed to know. Comes out, I've never been more focused on football. This just screams like that independent, career-driven, energetic, like going out there and doing the damn thing. Like that was her 1989 era, and I, I think Josh is about to have that kind of season. Well, I guess this is a good segue into reputation because I have Josh Allen for his reputation era. So I think that it's going to transition. Like he's going to start 1989. And then by the time the football season comes, he's going to be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I did that. I did something bad and I'm ready for it. You know, like, and he did, he did something terrible. terrible. Yeah. Very bad, Josh. We, we are not about it. of you in that respect. No, no. Josh, like we love you from a football perspective, but from a boyfriend perspective, you like really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the cake that she posted. Her friend mm-hmm. made her this cake for her birthday that said hashtag MHWN. And I sent it to Sam and I was like, what is this? Explain. So I found it on the internet because I didn't know what it meant either. Um, every time I looked it up, it gave me some like sunlight thing. If you type that into the into Google, it gives you some like very like scientific thing. I don't know. Anyway, it means my husband would never. And it's like... um. 
I guess some sort of movement about women who are cheated on or were some who are used or anything. I don't think it's gotten to that point because I think we would have heard if Josh Allen had done something terrible like that. But in terms of cheating and stuff like that, that's where kind of that's the umbrella we're falling under. So it's very Um, interesting. So, yeah. Josh Allen. Josh Allen and his reputation and 1989 era. Who do you have for reputation? So for reputation, um, I have the nobody's heard from me for months. I'm doing better than I ever was. Jalen Hurts. Period. (laughs) Coming off of a Super Bowl loss where, I mean, I'm beyond biased. But Travis Kelsey backed me up. Jalen Hurts played in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts could have won MVP even while losing the Super Bowl. Um, We know how good he is. Officially highest paid player in the NFL. He is coming out looking for blood. This is why we can't have nice things. Like, he is out here. Um, and I think we're just getting started. So, Jalen Hurts is is in his bad bitch snake era. Yeah, I it, it pains me to say, but I do really like Jalen Hurts. Um, I'd probably be a Jalen Hurts major supporter if he was on literally any other team. Yeah. Um, but I do respect him, and I respect his game and everything else about him. And that's why we love you. Yeah, this, you know, we respect each other out here in this yeah. universe. Um, all right, Lover. I feel like we might have the same one for Lover. I don't know. Okay. okay. Interesting to see. I, okay. went, I went tight end here. <gasps> okay, we don't have the same one. I went George Kittle for Lover. Wait, we went same team. I went Christian McCaffrey. Amazing. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, they're, but they're both think about it. Like majorly in love. I know Christian McCaffrey just got engaged. Mm-hmm. George Kittle is married to the most unproblematic queen, Claire Kittle. Amazing. They like, just like do whatever they want. He's out here and he's like, I feel like I could picture George Kittle skipping out onto the field to like, I think he knows or something. Yes. Like, I got my heart and i think he knows yes they're just they're both of them they're just like in love and they're happy and they're good at football and they know they're good at football and they're just like living their best lives no really yeah no that the fact that they're on the same team too um no it makes so much sense for the both of them mm-hmm. they're both in their the, they're just in their lover era which is so annoying because lover era is full of like confidence and positivity and the 49ers scare me in the um in the nfc um so like not that i wish for anyone's downfall but like stop being so happy and amazing Mm -hmm. um so the eagles can win but (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness all right folklore folklore this is um I'll, i'll start with the fact that aaron Rodgers was red i also have aaron Rodgers half also folklore Aaron um, Rodgers is my folklore. Okay, I have last great American dynasty coming out of of Aaron Rodgers, but also because you know it's the very much like calm, peaceful. It's the chill. also a wonderful album. It's a no skip album. You know, Aaron Rodgers is that guy. He can be that guy. Yeah. You know, people will doubt him now, but I mean, come on now, he's Aaron Rodgers, no matter what. Um, so I do have him, but I also have Joe Burrow. In, my, in his folklore era because he's out here and he's like, this is me trying. This is me out here doing everything I need to do. And you know, you ever see Joe Burrow talk? Like he does not yell. He doesn't do anything. He just sits and he's just like, I'm ready to play football, baby. And I know I'm great. I know I'm one of the best out there. You just got to give me a chance and give me a shot. And I know Joe Burrow, he going to pop off this year i'm telling you right now it's like when people have to explain folklore it's like the first time you listen to it it's a lot of words you're gonna be super confused yeah but it's like a beautiful beautiful album that makes so much sense but no folklore and again i'm saying this as someone that loves aaron Rodgers. the man is batshit crazy (laughs) um he just pulls a lot of shit from like random places and you're like how do we get here that's what Taylor did with this album. She created characters. And I was like, you know what? Aaron Rodgers would literally do that. So that's why he's in his folklore era. I love um, that. I am dying to hear your Evermore. I had such a hard time with this. I also had a hard time. But the more I thought about it, the more that it made sense. This album, you know, followed folklore six months right after. Mm-hmm. And I would say a lot of people don't prefer Evermore um, a lot of the times. 
but they are he also is like it's in there and people are underestimating it and i feel like it could pop off at any minute i have mac jones i have mac jones in his evermore era i have him out here you know saying i'm gonna tolerate it i'm gonna come out here and be like yeah you, you give me all these rumors bill doesn't like me nobody likes me i'm not good at football blah 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 the kid still went to alabama he still is an incredible football player, and, like, you can't take that away from him. And I feel like people are going to throw him under, you know, they're just going to keep pushing him, pushing him, pushing him. I don't know. I don't know. I have this feeling, but that's that's what I have for Mac Jones. And I'm not a Mac. I don't like Mac Jones at all. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. I don't like him, but I think that he's in his Evermore era. No, for a very similar reason, minus the fact that I think he's going to pop off again, but... Other than that, logical reasoning, same same mindset, Russell Wilson. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, because, like, you're there. And, like, Evermore, whenever people ask me to, like, say the difference between folklore and Evermore, I say that folklore as the album is 10 times better. But Evermore has a couple songs that I could not live without. Um, champagne Problems. Champagne Problems. Um why am I totally blanking on the name of the song? Gold, I'm going to... Gold Rush? Gold Rush is... I mean, obviously. Because um, yeah. Long story short. No. Oh, my God. Why it, am I... Um, uh, oh, 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 oh. Um, Tis the season. Tis the season. I was thinking it's time to go. And I was like, that's <laughs> not it. Right where you left me. Like, these are top tier songs. 100%. On an album that isn't my favorite. And Russell Wilson, I mean, he's he was a top quarterback for such a long time. He's not anymore. I, I don't think he has it, but like he's still Russell Wilson. Like, he, sure. like you know what I mean? So I don't know. I just think he was he's in his Evermore era. Good for that's a good one. I like Thank that you. one a lot. All right, we're at midnight's, right and midnight. honestly, we only we only matched up one to Aaron Rodgers and folklore, yeah. which is interesting. Um, so. I, I did pick someone that you love very, very dearly for Midnight's because I think that he I is. I also pick someone that I love very, very dearly for Midnight's. I picked DeAndre Hopkins. <gasps> oh, I love that. <laughs> I picked Lamar Jackson. Oh, oh, I love that too. Okay. Yeah, no, but I think, like, they I think make so much sense. Lamar and, and D-Hop, they're very similar in the fact that they're looking for their place. They're, you know, they're fantastic players. Some people are going to put them down this, that, and blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, anti-hero, vigilante shit on their thing, like midnight rain, midnight rain, like very like, and they're both so like calm too, but like they have like that edge to them, which is like exactly midnights. So I I love that though. I love. Yeah, no, I think it's not the same guy, obviously, but I I feel like both going through that, we had the same vision with midnights and for Lamar Jackson, midnight rain, I was just thinking, um, he wanted a bride. I wanted that pain. Like, I just feel like, like Lamar was like, I could settle and just stay here, but I know what I'm worth. Like, and D hops literally in that same boat. So Mm -hmm. I think this was very successful. I agree. I agree. I think that this is very good. Um, we want to know, um, all of your, um, NFL players in their current Taylor Swift eras. So comment, share with us everywhere, uh, your thoughts. Give it to us. We're give ready it for it. To us. <laughs> All right. Now, um, last little part of today's show. Um, yeah. Me and Sam are also both really big book people. Sure um, so we're just going to have a little book book club chat. Book club chat. Um, I love this for us. No, I know. So I'm a big, and like obviously right now, especially um, not working, um, been reading crazy amount. What I'm struggling with is I haven't read a five-star book and a really, I've read very, very good books, but nothing that's like an, oh my God, this is a five-star in a long time. Okay. Um, and you have two coming up mm-hmm. in your TBRs mm-hmm. and I'm obviously not going to say anything, but you have two coming up, Mad Honey and yep. One True Loves yes. um, that I absolutely loved. And I'm, I can't wait for your reactions yeah. um, because I want to see your rating because I, they could have been five. They're right there. But for some reason, I couldn't do it. So I'm eager I'm eager to see what you think so we can reconvene and, and vent about it. Okay. Um, but what are you currently reading? 
I'm currently reading The Body by Stephen King, which I know is based off of one of your favorite movies, Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good so far. I'm about halfway through it. Um, I kind of love that it's short. I love that it's like a little bit faster paced because I was reading Fairy Tale by Stephen King, as you know. I'm still on page 100. I've been on page 100 for months. I cannot make it through this book. It is very lengthy. He's a very wordy like writer, and I try to get through it. I really do, but it's like very difficult. Um, but I like the body so far. I think no, it's really and good. I that is one that I absolutely have to read because I found out like years. I watched Stand by Me for the first time when I was in like seventh grade, or like my science teacher was like, "I'm not teaching today. We're watching Stand by Me." Um, and I sat in class and watched this movie, and I was like, "This is the best thing that's ever happened <laughs> in my life." Um, to this day, one of my favorite movies. I can recite the damn thing. Wow. Um, so I definitely have to read um, the body because I found out like in high school they were like, "You know that was- I said like Stephen King's my favorite author. Stand by Me is my favorite movie." They're like, you know, it was based off of, and I was like, shut the front door. I did not know this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely have to read it. But Stephen King, as much as I love him, you're, there are times where I'm like, you're making this hard. Like, yeah. But then it's, it, it is always worth it. That's the thing. Like once you get, like, there's always a point in his books where it's like the light switch goes off and then it's like, and it's like all of. I think he gives so much detail to get you so attached. Yeah. So then when he does something dramatic or fucked up, it like literally kills your insides, um, which works every time. But, you know, he also, so like obviously Stephen King's like known for horror and like I'm a big, like, I don't want to say horror horror, um, but I like a lot of it. Some of it crosses the line for me. Mm. Um, but, you know, he's the only author that can, like, give me nightmares. Yeah, it's I've tried to read Stephen King books. And I just actually when I was in high school, one of my summer reading books was his memoir. So I read his memoir and it was really good. Yeah. Um, and as a person, he's a 10 out of 10 person. Yeah. Like, but I just, you know, I don't know. I can't make it through fairy tale. I never finished 11, 22, 63. <gasps> um, no, you have to give it another chance. I just, you have to. I'm literally over halfway through it, and I'm like, I don't even remember what's going. This is like two summers ago. Start over. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I have so many other books I have to read. <laughs> I have those two books that you said, and then I have the entire "The Summer I Sur- Turned Pretty" trilogy that I'm that waiting good. to read in the summer because I love reading beachy books in the summertime. Yeah. Last year for the summertime, I read "Malibu Rising" by Taylor Jenkins Reid, um, which I think I told you to read. Yeah, which I, I literally read in a day. I couldn't. It was down. so good. So I cried good. like the whole time. Yeah, it was excellent. It was a really, really good book. I think I just really like Taylor Jenkins Reid books now, um, yes. which is why I picked up One True Loves because I was like, oh, the, I love everything so far that I've read by her. And Jodi Picoult, who wrote Mad Honey, is one of my favorite authors as well. And she's so, so good. Mad Honey is going to rock you to your core. And One True Loves was one of the saddest books i've ever read not for what happens just you're you're torn in so many different directions so i can't wait to discuss it with you because i want to see if we were on the same page if we wanted different things um (laughs) which we probably do we in this one i don't know okay okay i don't know because like what team were you in summer i turned pretty oh you know what team i'm your team conrad aren't you (laughs) Yeah, because I'm Team Jeremiah. <laughs> I just watch the show. I'm just waiting to read the books. But you know, I've read the books because I was under the impression that like young adult was like middle school. Um, and I read the summer I turned. I there are so many books I have to go back and reread because I definitely read them too young to like where I didn't fully understand. Like I read the summer I turned pretty when I was like 12, 13. Yeah. And so, like, I I need to go back and reread. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably would, like, appreciate it more. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm a big rereader. I reread Harry Potter, like, all the time. And it's, like, my I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, for people that don't know. I am, like, obsessed with Harry Potter. I'm very angry about the show. Yeah. The HBO show. Incredibly angry. I'm not old enough to be having a Harry Potter rerun. No, there's no point. There's, there's no literally point. no point. Um, Give it another 15 years, okay? Yeah. And then come out with the TV show. I'm very angry about it. But It's too, they're like, 
messing with something that's already too perfect. Right. Like way too early. Yeah. I, yeah. But anyway, I, I reread Harry Potter. I've read it like when I was younger and then I reread it during COVID and I was like, wow, I love these books. I know they're children's books, but like when you read them as an adult, it's like a completely different story. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, I'm a big prick. Should I reread Harry Potter this time? Yes, you should. It's been a while. I love rereading Harry Potter. Did I ever tell you what my favorite book of all time is? No. It's a book called The Westing Game. Have you ever heard of it? No. It is one of the best books I've ever read. And I've read it about 10 times. And it is like a mystery. And every single time I wait long enough for me to forget things so that when I read it again, I'm like, I don't remember what happens here. Highly, highly. If you want to read a five-star book. Okay. Okay. That star book. It is so good. It is a mystery. It's about like somebody who died and then they bring in all these people and they're like, you get, he's like a really rich guy and they're like, you're all in his will, but they, none of them know each other. And then they have to like, but they oh, have this to sounds play, sick. They play the, the, his name was Sam Westing and they play the Westing game. So you have, in order to get the money, you have to play his game, but none of them know each other. And then they're broken up into teams and stuff very good no that sounds right up my alley i read it in the fifth grade so it's Uh a fast read okay perfect perfect i'll do it like on the beach one day um no i just read um the last thing he told me because the series came out on apple i flew through that book um only gave it a three star um i liked the premise okay like I liked, I liked the story, but the way it was written really triggered me. Like there was a lot of inconsistencies. Mm. She would like start a lot of points that were like, oh my God, but then yeah. like didn't wrap them up. So it was a good book. If you just want something that's like entertaining and quick, like flew through it, it's good. But one of the few instances, I'm liking the TV show more than the book. Okay. Like I think it was one of those things that was written for TV, um, which is fine every once in a while. Um, very rare that I have that opinion, but for this, and it was a very popular book, but I didn't love it. Um, yeah. And as you know, one of my favorite books that I read last year be, is going to be one of my favorite books of all time, where the crawdads sing. I'm reading a book right now called The Girls in the Stilt House. Gives mm-hmm. such strong where the like literally they live in a marsh they're poor there's a murder there's oh, family traumas oh, it's so 1920s in the south so good i'm like i think 120 pages in but it's phenomenal i loved where the crowd dad sings i actually just watched the movie like a couple weeks ago i never got around to watching it i thought they did a good job with the movie but the book was definitely better yes they did a very good job with the movie um, it's so, so hard because the book had so much. And that's the problem. The reason people don't like the book is because they were like, it dragged on. There was too much detail. That's what I loved about the book. Like yeah. I, I could sit and listen or like read about like the marsh and the scenery and like, like I just thought it was so beautiful. And I was like obsessed with it. Um, the movie, they did, I think, as good of a job as they could without making it like a four hour movie. Yeah, I agree. I think they did a good job. I think they hit all the points. They didn't change anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved it. And I loved the book. The book was excellent. Um, I made my mom read it and then then she read it. And then that's when we watched the movie. Cause I was like, we should, this is movies on Netflix. We should watch it. Ah, all right. Well, a lot of book talk, a lot okay. of NFL draft talk. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to read this weekend with all the football stuff going on, but I'll give an update next week. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our second episode of the unsolicited podcast, talking about everything that nobody asked for. We have a lot of different social handles going on, so make sure to check us out everywhere. We are on TikTok at unsolicited underscore podcast. We are on Instagram at the unsolicited underscore podcast. We are working on trying to get those the same. So just keep that in mind that eventually we want them to be identical. Mm -hmm. Twitter, you can find us at Sam and Jordan podcast. If you're watching, it's going to be up on our YouTube channel Um, and audio. We are going to be available on Google Play, Apple and Spotify. And what was the other one? We got randomly approved. Bullhorn? Bullhorn. If you stream your audio podcast on Bullhorn, we are also available there. Don't know how, but yeah. And we will see you guys. We'll be all over socials this weekend for the NFL draft. And we'll be back next week for episode three. Thanks, Thanks, guys. guys.